When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. This week on the show, at Pop Culture References, we talk about the movie Klaus and fortune cookies. It's December 2022, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, how's your life been? Uh, I'm Evan, and my life has been pretty good. <laughs> I'm Brian, and my life is cold. It's cold outside. We're in a big winter storm right now, and it's way below zero because the wind is so fierce outside. Brr-her-her-her-her. Okay, well, I'm Lynette, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Who already introduced themselves? <laughs> Evan. And me, Brian. I have a structure. You have to follow it. Like, trust that I know Sorry. what I'm doing. <laughs> wow. We're just mixing it up. So, who wants to start off with the pop culture reference? I will. My pop culture reference for this week is that maybe Ash Ketchum is being replaced. Oh, not maybe. He is. Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, Ash Ketchum is now being replaced by another trainer named Go in the anime. Oh, no. Yeah, so this is too bad. What? It's less that he's being replaced and he's just, he's moving on. He Like, his his story has run its course. He, he is the ultimate master trainer now, so he's going to retire or you move on and they're going to focus on some new characters. I thought it was going to be two characters, though, a boy and a girl. Well, the most recent anime is Ash and Go. Okay, because what I read is that after this current series is done, then Ash is gone, and they're going to have two new characters to that are going to continue or start it like a new, a new series of stories. I think I, I don't really know. All I know is that Ash is being replaced, and I don't want it. <laughs> you like Ash? I I like Ash. Well, I'll go. My pop culture thing, it's that it's like not really pop culture that much. But I got my first college application thing in the mail, and Whoa. it was like, they were like, yeah, go to our website and take this quiz where we can shape your destiny by figuring out which movies you like. <laughs> and and which college was this from? Iowa State. And were you excited to get it? No. <laughs> I like how you say that. <laughs> want to no. go to Iowa. <laughs> well, I mean, they got to have something to do. Why, why don't you want to go to Iowa? Do you have a bad opinion of Iowa? It's really boring. <laughs> it's really... How many times have you been there? <laughs> like, all the time. You've been there all the time? Like, I just, all went, the time I just I've went, been went there this summer for marching band. It was not fun. Oh, that's right. You were there for marching band. There's, like, nothing there. <laughs> like, we went there, and, like, we're driving around. It's just, like, fields, and it's windy and cold. I mean, that's, like, most of northern Minnesota all the time. Yeah, but at least we live in the fun part of Minnesota. And there's no fun part of Iowa. No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, so you got this college application. Yeah, and they had a test. So tell us about this test. 
So they were going to figure out what you should major in in college based on what movies you watch. What did you get? I don't remember. You don't remember? <laughs> no. Why? Why are you bringing it up if you don't remember? I think I got like public health or something. I thought, wasn't it something about business? It was like, oh yeah, it was like entrepreneurship and public health. And do you think that that sounds interesting to you? Mm, maybe. I mean, I feel like the questions, like it probably didn't work that well because I didn't know what any of the movies they were talking about were. Give, give me an example of a movie that they referenced. Here, let me see. You know, that would that would really be bad if they're trying to get students your age to go to their school, but they're referencing movies that you don't know or never heard of. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Doesn't really speak well for their research. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the movies, most of them I do know, but like, I just don't really have strong opinions on them at all. Like, they're just generic movies. So like what? Name name some. Oh, oh, oh I lost I lost the tab. Let me go. What? <laughs> oh, see the one the only movie they have in here that like I'm interested in is Guardians of the Galaxy. They have like Bohemian Rhapsody, but I've never watched that. They have like Toy Story Four. They have A Star Is Born, and I don't I don't know what that one is. They have A Quiet Place, but I think that one's a horror movie. Yeah. They have a question about which Star Wars character from, like, the new series do we identify with most. Oh. And the, one of the options is Kylo Ren. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate you, Dad. Yeah, that's why you're going into business there. <laughs> going into the business of the Empire. All right. Well, that's you'll have to keep us updated. Anytime you get a new application, we need to know where it's from and what you think of it. <laughs> yeah. Based on your snap judgment. How, how do you write this one? Uh, well, it's from Iowa, so not great. Wow. <laughs> We're going to get letters from Iowa now. I'm not going is it, to. Is it just the state or the college that you don't like? No, th- maybe the college is fine, but I'm not going there if it's in Iowa. Like, if they moved it to Minnesota, I'd go. Oh, so the University of Iowa in or, or, so So Iowa State in Minnesota, you would go to that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. All right, my pop culture news. Have I ever talked about a book called The Phantom Toll Booth? Does that ring a bell? I think so. Maybe. Have either of you read it? No. No. Yeah, I was worried you'd say that, and that <laughs> makes me feel like I've failed as a parent. <laughs> because The Phantom Toll Booth is such a good book, and I really think we should read it and talk about it sometime. Uh, Anyway, so my pop culture news is there is a documentary out about the making of The Phantom Tollbooth, and right now it is free, and I'm not sure if it's free for just a limited time or if it's free from now on, whatever. There is a a group that made this, uh, it's it's about an hour-long documentary about the author uh, whose name is Norton Juster, and he died in 2021, but they interview him about his writing process. They also talked to the artist who who drew all the illustrations for the book. And yeah, it, it's free right now. You can find it at phantomtollboothdoc.com. I believe that's it. Yeah, yep, that's right. phantomtollboothdoc.com. And you can go there and you can watch this hour-long documentary about, uh, I think, one of the greatest kids' books there is. It's It's an awesome story about a young boy who is just bored with life 
and nothing interests him, and he goes to another world via this phantom toll booth, and he discovers that, yeah, there are a lot of cool things in life. And, yeah, it's, it's just a great book. My brother gave it to me when I was a kid, and I really enjoyed it. So, so if you're listening, <laughs> my brother, <laughs> who gave me the book, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> anyway. Wait, which one? Uh, that would be Uncle Tree. All right, should we move on? Sure. Sure. Okay, let's move on and talk about the Netflix animated movie, Klaus. Klaus is a 2019 Spanish-American animated Christmas film written and directed by Sergio Pablos. The film stars the voices of Jason Schwartzman, J.K. Simpsons, Rashida Jones, Will Sasso, Neda Margreth Lava, Sergio Pablos, Norm MacDonald, and Joanne Cusack. Wait, so the director was, like, in his own movie? <laughs> yeah, I think the director did a few voices. Mm. The story is set in an alternate 19th century island town of Spearnsburg, where a young postman befriends a toy maker who lives alone in the woods. <gasps> Klaus was released on the 8th of November 2019 on Netflix and received critical acclaim for its animation, story, and vocal performances. It won seven awards at the 47th Annie Awards, including Best Animated Feature, and also won Best Animated Film at the 73rd British Academy Film Awards. The film was also nominated at the 92nd Academy Awards for the Best Animated Feature, making it the first animated film from Netflix to be nominated for an Academy Award. <laughs> so many awards. Why do you have to, why did you put so many awards down? So many awards or so many words? Oh, word words. Oh, word words. What are you talking about? Anyway. <laughs> How does Evan always end up having to say, like, all the awards and stuff? Well, I asked which part like you wanted that, to read. I just read. randomly choose, and somehow Evan gets stuck with the awards. Why, Linnea? Why do you do this to me? I guess in the future I'll flip it, and Linnea can read all the awards. <laughs> Please. Okay, anyway. Yeah, so Klaus, we watched this movie just last night. I believe this is the third time I've seen this. And I believe you two have watched it with me every time, right? Mm -hmm. I think we've also seen it three times, the same three times you did. Yeah, and uh, I'm just going to say right at the outset, I absolutely adore this movie. I think this is such a good Christmas movie. What about you two? I like it a lot. Yeah, I think... One of the main things that makes this movie really unique is the type of animation that they use. Because it's just like, I don't I remember, I feel like there is a word for it, but I forgot. But it was like 2D animation, but it, it just looks like really 3D. Yeah, it. I kept wondering that because some of the scenes, some of their faces or the way their eyes are look very 3D. And yet, when I was reading about this movie, it says that it was done traditionally, so... So that was kind of surprising to me. I, I would need to delve into that a little more. It was all 2D. It's just like the lighting aspects and stuff made it really look 3D. Yeah, yeah. It, the animation is just wonderful. I love, it's very stylized. I, I feel like the the faces are very expressive. Klaus's, Linnea, I was pointing out Klaus's nose, mm-hmm. which yeah, I I loved your description of it. What, what did you say? I said it looks like a whistle. Yeah, it looks like a whistle, you would, which sounds weird. But yeah, his nose is very flat, and it just ends in a little flat point, almost like a chisel. <laughs> it's 
which is very odd. It I, sounds funny, but it looks perfectly good on him. I guess because he like chisels wood. <laughs> ah, I wonder. Yeah, that could be like a subtle, a subtle uh, hint, kind of. Anyway, so yeah, so this movie starts with a a postman, the son of a son of like the head postman, and he takes himself what not very seriously. Yeah, <laughs> he just. He's comes from the highfalutin families. He's rich. He's got money. He's been pampered his whole life. And I believe uh, Jason Schwartzman was just the best voice for this guy because he's just so smarmy and and you really don't like him, right? He, mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems like really spoiled brat. What's his name again? Do you remember? Jesper. Jesper. Yeah, Jesper. So, what did you think of Jesper's journey throughout the movie from beginning to end? Uh, I like how you could see his character development slowly. Yeah, I, and I like how you said slowly, Evan, because that is critical to me in this movie. So many times I think in a movie where you start out with someone you hate and you, and by the end of the movie, oh, you know, they change. It It always seems like it's just sort of this snap change. And in this movie, it takes place over pretty much the course of the movie. There, you you think that he's just starting to get a little nicer and then, nope, he's kind of still a jerk. And then, oh, maybe he's just inching toward being a little, nope, nope, he's still a jerk. And and it, it takes him quite a while before he really realizes that, yeah, I, I should probably be nicer. And and I like that about this movie, that it's not just this sudden transformation. It it really takes place over the course of, of the movie. Jasper's character development it was really interesting to me. Because he does good things, but he's still the exact same person at the start of the movie. Like, you can tell he knows how to do stuff. He just doesn't want to. Like, he does not care about kids. All he cares about is getting back to his life for at least a solid half of the movie. He might start developing bonds with people, but it doesn't change the fact that he still just wants to get back to his life. But then once he has the opportunity to get back to his life, then he realizes that he actually likes his new life more than his old one. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So the town of Schmierenberg, how would you describe it? Very divided. The town consists of two main different groups of people. Uh, I've forgotten the names of them, but you can... The crumbs and the Ellingbows. Yeah, you can tell (laughs) because one of them have red hair and the other ones have black hair. And they've been divided for a millennia now. Even cave people drawings show them divided. Yeah, that that was forgotten about that. Where they they have this whole hall of history of of how these two warring factions have been going, and it goes back to caveman era, which <laughs> I think that was pretty humorous. What I find kind of funny is that there's like no real reason for like the villains. Like the villains are like the two main heads of households of each different side but like they have no real reason to keep wanting to keep having war with each other and like every time we see them like their reasoning for like yeah we're gonna stop them is like yes let's bring on the evilness and keep the fighting going and it's so funny because they're just completely evil people (laughs) i i like how one of the house one of the owners of the of the or the owner of the red hair yeah, Quiet. he's just a really dumb yeah, guy. He's just an idiot. Like the black hair one, she's at least smart and cunning, but he's just an idiot. He goes with the flow of being evil, while the other one is just evil. He's like, she's like, one more to go. Who? If you ask me who, I'm gonna. Yeah, I don't know how you've. We haven't won. Or so the humor in this, uh, they're several laugh out loud moments i especially you linnea i heard you laughing oh quite i a was bit. I don't know. yeah oh yeah there's <laughs> some of those some of those lines you wrote down all the lines that linnea laughed at i didn't even realize i was oh, laughing yeah yeah i think uh one of my favorite lines telling telling children to go to school to learn to write what is wrong with you <laughs> i did start laughing there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's unacceptable Oh, yeah, and there was a song in the movie called, and they were singing, that's what you get when you mess with the postman. Because <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was just some random song, but then I listened to the lyrics, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Did you notice how the color scheme changed throughout the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, progressively. Both Smearinsburg and, like, the background of any place really changed from, like, just gray to lighter and prettier. I mean, for I feel like for the first half of the movie, the only like glimpse of color we really got was the toys and the red hair. Yeah, and even the red hair at the start was very subdued. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, everyone in the village and and just the village in general, when when you first get to Smearinsburg, it seems like a small, you know, shanty town in a way. It's just drab gray. Everyone's wearing black and brown, and then by the end of the movie. The the town is vibrant and colorful, and people are dressed up. And probably the most colorful part of the movie is people who aren't even in uh, Schmierensburg. They're the the Sami people. The Sami. Sami, yeah, Sami, Sami. Sorry, and the, they are really colorful, and that's fun. And I like how that color palette kind of leads into where the colors for for all intents and purposes Santa comes from. 
I like how the movie shows like the character of Klaus developing too, because not as much as Jesper, but you see him develop from like an old lonely man who lives in the woods. I mean, for him, his development is basically like Carl from Up. Yeah, (laughs) in a way. (laughs) Like he's got he's got the sad story that his his, he's old and his wife is has died and they weren't able to have kids, and now he's just sad. Yeah, yeah, that I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, that's that's a very good analogy, Linnea. One of my favorite aspects of this movie, it's not really that subtle, like you can just watch the entire movie and notice this immediately. It's the wind. The wind demonstrating what like is probably his wife or Klaus. You see the wind hovering around Jesper the first time they talk. You see like the wind leading him to different places. It's always the wind that demonstrates the right thing to do or its wife. Yeah, so I would describe this as magical realism. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the start of the movie, Klaus was magical in a way. It's just that even at the end of it, that's when he really became magical Santa Claus. So you mentioned before that it was like, really stylized like what did you think of the different ways that the characters were drawn i feel like the characters were not like in a sense very proportional in some ways like some characters are really skinny and just like sticks klaus is like a big guy (laughs) all the kids are all the kids are super super short yeah (laughs) just tiny little kids yeah i feel like also all the Sami people, they're, like, the most realistic, I feel like. I think it's fun to see the contrast between, like, Klaus, and he's, like, a super big character, and then there's Jesper, who's just, like, a little stick. <laughs> yeah, compared, like, standing next to each other, they're just, like, very different. Yeah, it's a fun contrast to see on the screen. I was thinking of the dogs, too. Do you remember the dogs? Oh, which, yeah. <laughs> which looked like they hadn't been fed in five months <laughs> I mean so did their owner it's like he hadn't eaten anything in five months I was thinking of, of the very first time that that Klaus and Jesper deliver a present and it's more Klaus forcing Jesper to deliver a present <laughs> and it it's almost like Klaus got a little sort of glee out of out of Jesper's yeah. uh I don't, what's the word for it? I can't think. Jesper's discomfort. Mm-hmm. It was forcing him into this, this gated off yard with dogs <laughs> and traps and and climbing down chimneys and getting shot at and 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 yet he's just kind of there. Oh, I'm gonna peek through the window. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get to do any of the work. It was all Jesper. And people throughout the movie, they're continuously being like, "Yeah, it's Klaus. He's doing everything. He's magical." But really, it's just Jesper trying to like go in through the chimneys and just be like, "I'm gonna put coal in this kid's stocking." Yeah, yeah there's this one kid who, at the very like start of the movie, like threw a snowball at Jesper. It was like, "Hey, get out of here, mailman!" And <laughs> Jesper walks into his house. Grabs some coal, put it in his stocking. No, he he takes out the present. He's like, then he sees some coal, and he's like, nah. Drops it in the stocking and just leaves. And I like, I like how the story worked in all the little sort of Santa 
you know, references like mm-hmm. like Santa knows what you're doing. Yeah, you know, how, like how does he do that? <laughs> you know, yeah, and and the the whole coal in the stockings and Got the, the naughty nice list and the and the flying reindeer and it, like it, it's like everything in this movie is explained and it all has some basis in reality and it's the kids who are taking it so seriously that it becomes magical and mm-hmm. I love that about this movie. Yeah, I also feel like the end of this movie is kind of like the Grinch in a way. There's a bunch of people trying to steal presents and ruin Christmas. Alright, so I have to ask, did you get the sniffles? Did you tear up at all, like I did? I think no. I did the first time I watched the movie, but now that I already know how it ends, I don't anymore. Oh, uh, see, I, till, I still at the end I was like, oh, I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> I never cry when watching movies. That, which is kind of weird. Yeah, it's it's a problem of mine. Okay, anything else we want to say about this movie? There's not that much music in it, but I feel like the sh- like some of the music really like adds to some of the scenes. I think the music when the when they first deliver the toy at the beginning of the movie, the movie or the music when the kid like starts playing with the toys, like it's really sentimental and pretty. And it just kind of represents, like, the joy that toys are bringing to these kids' lives. I mean, it could also represent Klaus finding that this is happening now. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of different styles of music in the... Like, it's not just... It's not just an orchestral score. There's there's songs, and the songs... That's why you don't mess with the That's postman. That's why you don't mess yeah, with the postman. Yeah, yeah, like, you don't mess with the postman. It was very... More of a modern. I like the music song. when he's kind of like some sort of drug dealer going yeah. out to all the kids, being like, "Hey, you want a toy? You want some toys, kids?" Yeah, and it, and I, it might be, it might sound strange to have kind of those different genres, but I, it, it works for me. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, in wrapping up, uh, how would you to rate this movie? I'd give it a 10 out of 10. Like, I don't really think there's anything wrong with it. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I am going to give this movie a 10 out of 10. I absolutely adore this movie. I love it. I think it's, to me, it's a Christmas classic. It was the first time I watched it, and it still is the third time I watched it, and I will definitely watch it again. It makes me tear up. It makes me happy. Yeah, Jasper's story, Klaus's story, even the teacher's story, the story of the town. I like how they all intertwine, and it just is a feel-good Christmas movie, I think. So even though it starts out being kind of a just about a postman and the mail. Oh, and, you know, Evan, I was going to say, you, you were talking about how at the beginning of the movie it gave you Wednesday vibes. Do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> because of all the characters in it. Or at least... There's this one specific, like, group of three. <laughs> they always have, like, white faces, just blankly the, staring, like, never blinking. The one who's always carrying the carrot? <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones who are always carrying around the body bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're just staring at him walking down the road. It, it just felt like one of them was specifically Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I was, in watching this, I was thinking almost the beginning... 15, 20 minutes of it could almost be a Halloween movie. I mean, it yeah. feels very dark and mysterious. I remember the first time I watched this, I was like 
how does this tie into Christmas? Like halfway through the movie, I just forgot it was Christmas related. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That it's not beating you over the head with it. It's it's just more subtle. But yeah, but I but it's very much a Christmas movie. I like how it also like it implies that Santa like does not exist on Christmas. Christmas still exists. It's just that toys and Santa do not. Yeah, it's it's showing where where this whole idea of Santa came from. Yeah, which again I think is is just brilliant and wonderful. So yeah. Uh, 10 out of 10 for me. So, okay. Anyway, I uh, guess it's time to move on. If you haven't seen Klaus, I would highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Watch it now. Go see it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you'll enjoy it as much as we did. All right, let's move on to... Fortune Cookies. Fortune Cookies. Fortune Cookies. All right, I'll go first. This is a good one for the holiday season. Long life with blessings of family and friends is yours. Oh. Drastic means are not as necessary as you think. Mine is kind of creepy. Someone you admire is watching you from afar. That's exciting. Yeah, neat. Somehow I admire stalking me. Yeah, well, you know, there's that person who's been out front with the binoculars just... Mm. Yeah, we haven't questioned it. Okay, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lunchbox Reaction. I have been joined this week by my co-host, Linnea. Goodbye. And my other co-host, Evan. That's me. And my name is Brian. Happy holidays, everyone. You can find us online at lunchboxreaction.net. And we will see you all next week at the lunch table. So long. It's the Twitter. No more Twitter. (laughs) Nah, Twitter is just gone. (laughs) I have.